here, and we are officially full steam ahead. I'm Pete Mundo. We are Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet, and we appreciate you joining us here and being a part of the show. So non-conference is over. There was some good, some bad, and some ugly from the previous weekend. But you know what? It's now all Big 12 all the time, baby, just how we like it. Before we get going, just a reminder, guys, please leave us a rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, We very much appreciate you joining us here on the show. And if you leave that rating and review, I will send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. Just send me a screenshot of the rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We're sending out several every single week. So thanks to you guys for doing that. So we've got a full slate of conference games uh, this week. And, well, not a full slate. We've got four games this weekend that we're going to be talking to you about throughout the uh, throughout the show. But the overriding theme for me is that the Big 12 closed out non-conference play in very good fashion. There were a couple of ugly moments, most notably the ugliest, of course, of moments I believe came over the weekend with TCU losing to SMU. Here was a top 25 team, and that defense is so good. It is so deep. It had a bad game. It overlooked SMU coming off the big game against Purdue, and it was a huge letdown and a huge disappointment. And I'm crushed for the Big 12 that TCU lost that game because here's what's going to happen. TCU is going to be competitive in every Big 12 game. It's going to win several Big 12 games. If it picks off one of the top dogs in the Big 12, people are going to look back and say, oh, the TCU team that lost to Shane Bouchelle and SMU, a Shane Bouchelle who could not hang in the Big 12 with the Texas Longhorns. I don't think it's fair, but it's going to happen. And that's why that game still burns me. But you look at some of the great moments for the Big 12 in the non-conference slate. Um, There's that Purdue game. There's Kansas State over Mississippi State. There's West Virginia against NC State. Kansas beating Boston College. Now, you might say that, oh, those teams aren't going to be very good in their own conferences. Well, I'll tell you right now, Kansas is probably going to finish last in the Big 12. All right, and they beat a middle-tier ACC team. I mean, that's worth something, is it not? Shouldn't we hype that up a little bit here? Same thing. West Virginia is going to finish, I believe, at the bottom of the Big 12 standings or near the bottom. They beat an NC State team that probably will be middle of the pack in the ACC. K-State, Mississippi State, same deal. Texas hung with LSU. Even the biggest pro-SEC homer that resides in College Station can admit that Texas hung out and hung in against the LSU Tigers, a team that should be competing with Alabama and Auburn in the SEC West, no doubt about that. So it was a really good uh, non-conference. I think the conference has a lot to be proud of. Now you look at conference play, and there are games this weekend that we will dive into uh, in more depth later in the show, but that have major implications for how the Big 12 is going to stack up here the rest of the way. We know OU's at the top of the conference. We know also that Texas is right behind them, at least if you're handicapping it right now. It's OU's conference until proven otherwise, and Texas, based on who they played, appears to me to be the second-best team in the conference, and then the argument from three to seven can be very intense because uh, we're we're talking inches, the difference between those teams right now. But the middle of the pack in the Big 12 is going to shake itself out over the next couple of weeks because this weekend you have Kansas State and Oklahoma State, and you've got uh, Iowa State and Baylor. 
And those are the teams you're looking at right now and saying, okay, how are these four going to shape up? Which of these four are going to be the ones that that help define that second tier in the Big 12? Who's going to be that third team that emerges to challenge OU in Texas? Oklahoma State had a swing at one of them this past weekend. And while you can certainly question the play calling of Mike Gundy in that game, ultimately, I I don't think it would have mattered. Texas was clearly, to me, the better team. Despite the injuries, Texas was the better team. Even though Oklahoma State could have kicked a couple of field goals, and who knows how that would have changed things on those fourth downs, I saw a Texas team that was better than an Oklahoma State team on the field. But Kansas State, is this team that legitimate? Is this team for real? They've got the top 25 ranking right now. You know, it's OU, it's Texas, and it's Kansas State in the top 25. And I got to be honest, if you told me two months ago, Kansas State is ranked in the top 25 come late September, I'd say I'll take some of whatever you're smoking. And that wasn't a knock on Kansas State. I just figured even if Kansas State ripped off a 3-0 non-conference schedule, it wouldn't be by doing things like beating Bowling Green, who, you know, I get it, they're not that good, but 52 nothing. Did I see that coming? I, I didn't. Did I see 49-14 over a decent FCS program in Nichols coming? No, I didn't see any of that coming. And that's where we are right now for the Kansas State Wildcats. Um, Iowa State, you know, is this the team that I thought it was going to be, which was a team that would play in the Big 12 championship game, or is it just not up the snuff this year? And Baylor, I have no idea what Baylor is. So Baylor's got to now show me something here. You know, the game against Rice this past weekend, uh, let's just put it this way. You're 3-0. and You're feeling fine about things if you're Baylor. But am I uh, saying, ah, oh, they're going to surprise some people? Not off of what I saw last week. Now, maybe they kept it super vanilla, close to the vest, everything else, getting ready for conference play. But I have no idea. Baylor's the team in the Big 12 that I have no idea what they are right now. And I'm not ashamed to say it because they played nobody. I, I just I don't know what to make of the team. So those two games this weekend are going to really help define uh, what this conference is going to be this fall and, and who might be able to knock off an OU or a Texas moving forward. But the Big 12's in great shape coming out of non-conference play because of the big wins they got over other Power 5 schools. And it wasn't OU beating UCLA. Notice how I did not mention that game. I didn't mention that game because even though UCLA came back to beat Washington State this past weekend, OU should win the Big 12. UCLA is probably going to be near the bottom of the Pac-12. Like, yes, it's a Power 5 win, but I'm not going to go rah-rah because OU is supposed to smash UCLA based on how good or not so good those two teams are. Now, let's touch on this as well. Um, ESPN+. Plus been a lot of grumbling and mumbling about ESPN+. Plus. The Big 12 now, of course, is on it. It's the new product um, for the conference. And Kansas State, Oklahoma State's going to be on it. And there's a lot of uh, complaining from some fan bases. And I'm not calling out a specific fan base because it's more of a loud minority within these fan bases. From what I gather, it always is like that, right? Sports or politics, a loud minority always gets a lot of attention and makes their voices heard. But Kansas State, Oklahoma State's on ESPN Plus this weekend. And uh, people are all upset about it and all worked up about it and bothered by it. Guys, this is the way of the future, all right? This is where things are trending. This is how they are going to go. It is not going to change. 
There will only be more Big 12 games on ESPN Plus moving forward. There will be basketball games on ESPN Plus moving forward. Now, if you want to go to heartlandcollegesports.com, we explain how this relationship works, and you can sign up for it. And it's one of those things where at first you see it and you're like, oh, man, I got to pay for something else. Well, me, I cut the cord, right? I'm not paying a hundred and something bucks for cable anymore. I don't do it. I've got my skinny bundle on YouTube TV. I have all the sports I need, but that allows me to afford something like an ESPN Plus on the other side, and I have no problem with it. I have a Roku. I download the ESPN uh, app. I sign in. ESPN Plus is right there at the top. I watched Kansas, West Virginia on it this past weekend, and away we go. It's very easy to navigate, but here's the thing in media. This is how it's going to be. It is going to be far more of direct-to-consumer on something like an ESPN Plus app or an ESPN Plus uh, whatever you want to call it platform than it's going to be the traditional model of what's on ABC, what's on Fox, what's on CBS. That model will still exist, but there's going to be a lot more of this moving forward, and that is not going to change anything. You cannot stop it. Yes, the marketplace always wins, and you can say, well, if we all boycott it, I promise you there's not enough of you boycotting it. That's not to say I don't, you know, I'm not going to encourage you. I'm not going to discourage you from going out the boycott route. Do what you want to do. Live your life. I'm not going to tell you how to live it. But I promise you this is not going anywhere, and it's not going away. It is very easy to navigate if you spend a few minutes with it. And I'm not just saying that as someone that's, you know, in the millennial age range. I'm saying that as someone who, you know, has taught my 80-something-year-old grandma how to use an iPhone and how to use these things. You can keep up with the times or you can die with the times. That's how it's going to work. And I believe that while uh, the other conferences aren't doing this right now, this will be a model that will be adopted a lot moving forward. The other argument is, oh, well, Kansas State, Oklahoma State doesn't get the primetime look-in, and there's not going to be a chance for all of America to watch this game. (sighs) I like when the Big 12 is in primetime, but if it's not going to be on, let's say, Big Fox or Big ABC or Big ESPN, like I don't see a difference between being on ESPNU and being on ESPN+. I don't see a big difference in those two platforms. On ESPNU, you might be the game that people stumble onto while they're checking out a while you know another game's in a commercial. That's it. You're getting five minutes. At that point, it doesn't really matter. So if you're not going to be on one of the primetime major networks, ESPN Plus is fine. And this is not some you know shill job I'm doing here for ESPN. I mean, you guys know me. I'll goof on ESPN all the time on this show. If you're new to it, um, you know, get used to it because I'll goof on them plenty when it's appropriate. But this is just the way things are going to be trending in in not just sports watching, but all of television watching. It's going to be direct to consumer on some platform like an ESPN Plus. Disney's releasing its own uh standalone app thing as well and same thing with uh with NBC. They released I think it's called Peacock last week. This is where things are going. So I just recommend getting it, dealing with it and not thinking about it. It's 5 bucks a month or 50 bucks a year, and you get all the Big 12 that you want. You'll enjoy it. And just try to save yourself money elsewhere on your um, packages. You know, There's no reason these days to be paying 150 bucks for, for cable every month. You don't have to do it. 
So if you really want to, you know, find out more about that, I'll, I'll walk you through it. How about that? I'll be such a good guy. I'll walk you through it. Just send me an email, Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm serious. Like, I'll do that for you because I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> well, I hope you guys are doing well. We appreciate you joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly. Coming up, I have to play for you what was incredible, incredible audio from the Big 12 Coaches Teleconference. Unbelievable stuff from one of our coaches. We've got it coming up next. Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports Weekly. Hey guys, it's Pete Mundo, and as we get going with conference play here in the Big 12, we're going to be placing all our bets with mybookie.ag, and I hope you will as well. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the absolute best. They've got the latest lines for the Big 12, and you can even continue to bet as the game goes on with in-game live betting. That's pretty cool. I'm going to be trying it this season. So if you join my bookie now, you'll double your first deposit with the promo code BIG12. That's BIG12 to activate the offer at mybookie.ag. You can't beat it. They'll double that first deposit with a minimum deposit of $45, maximum deposit of $1,000. And you can try that parlay. I always give it a shot. Got to be honest, doesn't end up too well. But it's fun, and that's what this is about. So check it out, mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, for a 100% sign-up bonus, mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Well, sometimes you have that viral moment and you've just got to share the goods. I'm Pete Mundo. We are Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Thanks so much for joining us here and being a part of the show. So every Monday morning, I try to listen to the uh, Big 12 coaches teleconference whenever I can. And I'm listening and Mike Gundy starts talking for Oklahoma State and uh, this reporter Apparently, from the Austin American statesman, Mark Rosner, asks Mike Gundy the following question, and Gundy ripped him upside down. We had the audio clip on our Twitter page. It went viral with 130-something thousand views and listens. Here it is, the back and forth between Mike Gundy and uh, reporter Mark Rosner is his name. Not familiar with him, but uh, now I am after this back and forth. Coach, I know... You were joking around uh, Saturday night. I was there about what you think of social media. But was there any truth to those reports that uh, Boone Pickens kind of was joking around and left you a gift card for a haircut? Joking with you, that's all. Don't hurt the real journalism world. It's jackasses like you that cause problems, okay? They shouldn't even let you call in. Do you want to talk football? We'll talk football. If you want to be um, out there and talk idiotic social media, then you need to go – do something with a college kid. Okay, thank you. You bet. Oh my goodness gracious, Mike Gundy just killed him. I absolutely killed him. I don't think Mark Rosner's recovered from that. Holy cow. So, oh, that was unbelievable. And you know what? Gundy's right. Like, I'm all for having a really good time. I am all for... Um, having a laugh. But here's the thing, and and these Big 12 coaches teleconferences, that's not the place for it. The coach has 10 minutes to answer questions. It's not like until the questions end. There's 10 minutes to answer questions, 
And this guy has the audacity to go on there, which, by the way, the report he was referring to about T. Boone leaving 30 bucks for a Mike Gundy haircut was a satirical piece on the Internet. Didn't even do his homework. So the guy asked Gundy a question about a satire piece of content. And then on top of that, he's asking Gundy about a guy who, let's be honest, I know we talk a lot about the back and forth and the uh, rift between Gundy and T. Boone over the years, but these guys ultimately were were friends who had a great respect of each other and, more importantly, a combined love of Oklahoma State. The guy's been dead for, what, not even two weeks? And and this uh, this goon is on there asking about whether or not the dead guy left him 30 bucks for a haircut. What an embarrassment. There's no other way to put it. So Gundy put this guy in his place, and I don't want to judge the guy because I don't know. He's probably a decent guy, but just horrible judgment, absolutely horrible judgment, and there's no other way to put it. No other way to put it. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. All right, let's move on. I want to hit out on a couple other things here. Um, one, we do our power rankings every week, right? And, and OU was number one in those power rankings. But one of us had Texas at number one. And the voter, we have all the Heartland College Sports guys uh, do this, vote the power rankings in the Big 12 on a week-by-week basis, one through ten. The guy who had Texas number one was me. Now, hear me out. OU's the easy answer, right? And I still think OU's the favorite in the Big 12. No doubt in my mind. But when I think of week-to-week power rankings, I say, okay, what have you done for me lately? And OU's non-conference slate, this is not OU's fault, by the way. Houston's a really good group of five team, or traditionally has been a really good group of five team. Uh, UCLA, you know, is a... Maybe not a blue blood in college football, but there's certainly a program that is not traditionally as bad as it's been right now. But when you schedule these games five to ten years in advance, you don't know what that team is going to be. So OU made a good effort, and you know they schedule UCLA thinking it's a decent game. It doesn't turn into that, but that's not their fault. But Texas, in the meantime, already has played a Big 12 game, beating Oklahoma State in a good home win. And then taking LSU down to the wire, an LSU team that could challenge the top of the SEC. So for me, when I look at power rankings, I'm putting Texas in that top spot. That doesn't mean I think Texas is the favorite to win the Big 12. I do not believe that they are. But I think through four weeks in a power rankings model, which is what we do, that's why I justify Texas being number one because of who they played and how they played. Now, that'll change, of course, as OU goes through the conference schedule and you know starts knocking off different Big 12 teams. But for now, that's why I think Texas is number one in our power rankings. But I was overruled by uh, the rest of our Heartland College sports voters, which, you know what, that's okay. I'm just one of the guys, you know. I may own the darn thing, but uh, I'm a man of the people. That's how I've always viewed myself. I'm a man of the people. So my vote does not count any more than anybody else's. Although, although... If there's a tiebreaker needed, I do take the tiebreaker. I'll give you that. Uh, let's let's touch on a little bit of basketball here for a second because the big news, of course, around KU is what the heck's going to happen after the NCAA hit the Jayhawks with major violation charges. What this appears to center around mostly is a text conversation between Bill Self 
and an Adidas sneaker guy, consultant, TJ Gasnola. Now, Gasnola testified that he had been involved in funneling money to the mother of former KU player Billy Preston and the guardian of current KU player Silvio D'Souza. Allegations are 90 grand to Preston's mom, 2500 bucks to D'Souza's guardian, although there have been discussions upward of $20,000 there. So uh, level one violations against Bill Self in the program, that's the most severe that KU or that the NCAA can hand out. And uh, now you have Self being charged with a lack of institutional control. Now, Self released a statement this week uh, denying it, saying that they're going to fight it. But the text messages that this appears to circle around is uh, Self writing to Gasnola saying, quote, I'm happy with Adidas. Just got to get a couple of real guys. Also, when Gasnola texted about keeping Self and Kansas happy with top recruits, Self responded, quote, that's how it works at UNC and Duke. Uh, looks really bad. Looks really bad. I mean, there's no other way to put it. There's no other way to spin it. But is that damning enough evidence where you sit there and say, game over? Self is completely and utterly guilty as charged. I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. I want to see some of the specifics on these violations because Billy Preston didn't play for Kansas. D'Souza had his one-year suspension, and Zion went off to Duke. Uh, if all they've got is these text messages that are not all that direct and just seem to infer that Self was okay with Adidas directing players to them, how rare is that? The system is broken. The system is broken. It doesn't mean Self should get off easy. If there's really damning evidence, don't let him off easy. But you know what? You're going to have a major problem across the sport, even bigger problem than what you got with the FBI probe, if that's, uh, if that's actually the case. So we'll keep you posted on this story. We'll take you through it, and we'll keep tabs on it as the weeks and months go on because I promise you it's not ending anytime soon. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Let's get to our picks coming up next. Week 5, Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. All right, let's get right into it. It is week five in the Big 12 Conference, and let's get into our picks for this week. I am Pete Mundo. We are Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. First off, fade, fade, fade. Yes, fade me. It's been literally the worst couple of weeks of my um, college sports picks career. So I'm hoping to break that skid this week, but I'm telling you right now, Listen, we do this partially as fun, but also, you know, listen, I, I, I put my money where my mouth is, all right? You can take that to mean what you want, but I put my money where my mouth is. Um, so let's get right into it, and let's go in order of the games this weekend. Let's get it going with Kansas and TCU. That's the first game we'll do uh, this weekend. All right, KU is a 16-point dog at TCU. I am going to go with the Jayhawks uh, in this game because people are overlooking KU. Now, I rightfully picked West Virginia last week. They barely cover the spread by a half a point against the Jayhawks. Now the Jayhawks go on the road, and they have had no problems against TCU when it comes to the spread. They are 8-2 and two against TCU in their last 10 games against the spread. Now, they're not beating them necessarily. They have. 
uh, but they're not beating them necessarily, but they are covering that number. For whatever reason, Gary Patterson has a tough time with that team from his home state who has been really bad. I mean, like, historically bad the past decade. But whatever reason, his guys have not gotten up for it. Now, I know this might be different. TCU is coming off that brutal loss to SMU. Guys are going to be fired up. But KU's defense continues to uh, impress me and surprise me. I don't think KU's winning this game. I, I do not see that happening at all. But this team is continuing to surprise me. And TCU's offense, especially uh, the passing game, has been tough to watch. I mean, it's been really tough to watch. So let's see if KU can get it done, uh, cover this big number of 16 points, a couple of scores. And I will roll with the Jayhawks in this one to cover the 16 against TCU on the road this weekend. Meantime... Let's go to Kansas. Actually, no, let's do this first. Let's do Iowa State and Baylor. This, for me, toughest one to pick yet. And um, I'm going to go with Baylor plus two and a half. Baylor has had a brutal non-conference. They haven't played anybody. But I got to be honest, they're going to be home. They've been waiting for this. I think Matt Rule has kept a lot of the playbook close to the vest here these first uh, three games because of how bad the competition has been. And on top of that, He's not beaten Iowa State. Now, the last couple of years, these two teams have played in November. And Iowa State, as Matt Campbell's last two years have been really good with the eight wins, um, this team has gotten better as the season has gone on. I've talked about some of the concerns that I have about Iowa State with the offensive line. And even there were moments where the defense broke down uh, a bit against ULM last week. Now, I think that'll be cleaned up, but I still have my concerns. The other concern I have for Iowa State is the weather on Sunday. It's supposed to be 95 degrees in Waco on Sunday afternoon. Right off the bat, that is a benefit to the home team, to the Baylor Bears, who are far more used to that kind of weather. So that's a little bit of a uh, boost here for the Baylor Bears going into this game as far as I'm concerned. And the home team is just not getting enough love here. You know, two-thirds of the bets thus far are on Iowa State. The line has not really moved. Uh, that tells me the bigger money is on Baylor. I am riding with that big money bet, so I am going to take the Bears plus the two-and-a-half against Iowa State this week and at home in what is um, one of the most intriguing games in not just the Big 12, but I believe uh, college football this weekend. Getting overlooked and it should not be getting overlooked. All right, let's go to let's go to Texas Tech and Oklahoma. This line is 27 points. I know that Alan Bowman is out. But man, that's a huge number. I can't do it. I can't take OU minus the 27. No way, no how. Texas Tech's defense is actually pretty decent. They've had a couple of weeks to prepare for this game. Now, so has Lincoln Riley. In all fairness, Lincoln Riley has had a couple of weeks to prepare for this game as well. I understand all that. But this is a huge number in a Big 12 opener, first Big 12 game for Matt Wells. It's in a very difficult spot in Norman. I get all that. I totally understand every element of that. But I cannot get a 27-point spread, and not go with Texas Tech in this game. I can't do it. OU could win by 20. They could win by 25. I don't see it being by 27 points. I just don't see it. 
I think OU is the same OU team we've seen before. Really good. A lot of respect for them. But, you know, let's not um, let's not overlook this Texas Tech defense. When it comes to rushing yards allowed, uh, they're top 40 in the country. When it comes to passing yards allowed, they're top 10 in the country. They deserve some love for that as well. Um, and yards per play, they're also top 10 in the country. Now, OU, of course, is on fire on the offensive side of the ball. Top 10 in basically every category. But I'm going to say Texas Tech uh, does enough to keep this spread within four scores. So I'll take Texas Tech plus the 27 points. Meantime, Kansas State on the road against Oklahoma State. Give me the Wildcats and give me the five points. This was surprising to me. I, I thought it might be a field goal. I did not think it would get to the point of five-plus points. Now, Kansas State is not getting any love in this game, but you want to know something interesting? The line opened up at five-and-a-half, and it's come down in favor at either four-and-a-half or five, depending on where you look. Uh, it's come down in favor of Kansas State, despite the fact that Kansas State is only getting 31% of the betting action right now. That tells me that the money is on Kansas State. I am on that as well. Chris Kleiman, 3-0 this season against the spread as the head coach of the Kansas State Wildcats. They're 5-0 against the spread in their past five games. Now, so is Oklahoma State. So you have two teams who have been great against the spread here um, over the past five games that combined 10-0 between these two teams. But Oklahoma State is coming off a... Um, a really tough game at Texas, hard-fought game on the road. They come back home. I know Gundy's fired up as he's ripping reporters on the Big 12 teleconference, but I can't, I cannot go with Oklahoma State to cover this number. I think this Kansas State team is a different beast, a different animal under Chris Kleiman, a different uh, swagger to this team that we have not seen before. And on top of that, you know, Kansas State is running the ball really well. 12th in the nation in rushing yards per game. Oklahoma State is 80th in rushing yards allowed per game. I think Kansas State is going to use the clock to its advantage, try to prevent the big plays, and they're going to learn something from what uh, Texas did with Chubba Hubbard, which is try to keep him between the tackles. So give me Kansas State as the road dogs. Uh, Five-point dogs. I'll take K-State plus the five. So here are the picks once again. I'm taking all underdogs, actually, this week. Kansas plus 16. Baylor plus two and a half, Texas Tech plus 27, and Kansas State plus five. If I picked your team, I'm sorry because I'm probably wrong based on the streak that I'm on. But uh, in all seriousness, guys, have fun this weekend. Enjoy the games. I'll be in Ames next weekend. Very much looking forward to that. Hit me up if uh, you might be there as well. But let's not overlook Week 5, of course. Catch our Week 5 recap podcast. That'll drop on a Sunday afternoon, so don't miss that. And, of course, our picks are going through mybookie.ag with the promo code BIG12, BIG12, for a 100% sign-up bonus. Love those guys placing my bets there. Hope you will as well. And, of course, guys, please leave us that rating, review, subscribe. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify helps us out enormously. And I will, uh, I promise you, I'm doing it every week. I'll send you that free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail if you leave us a rating and review and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. You guys are awesome. Enjoy the games. And we'll talk to you Sunday. Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com.